listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. You've got episode 92 of the Read Aloud Revival, and... You have been asking for book recommendations for boys. In fact, at the end of last year, we did a quick survey. And within, I don't know, 24 hours or so, over 1,200 of you told us that the book list you want more than any other is one for your boys. So if you are looking for book recommendations for the young men in your life, you are in the right place. We've collected a list that right now, as the time of recording this, has over 50 book recommendations for boys. We're going to continue adding to it as we read and find new books to recommend for boys. So you'll be able to find this book list at readaloudrevival.com slash boys. And that way, when you're at the library, the bookshop, or, you know, perusing something online, looking for something for your son or your nephew or any other young man who needs a good book to get lost in, you'll know where to turn. It'll be easy to remember. It's just readaloudrevival.com slash boys. And like I said, we're going to keep this list updated. Now, first, let's get really clear about something. These are not just books for boys. You know, there's not really any such thing, right? Girls will love these books too. But boy readers can get a little tricky around the time they turn seven or eight. And if your son is picky about his books, it can be really difficult to get him to read something that he can fall in love with. We, what we definitely don't want is for our boys to grow up and think that reading is for girls or is a girly activity. And sometimes we need a sideways in, a sideways way in or a, you know, a hook, something that just captures their imagination. So this book list is a list of a bunch of books that we think will hook your boys. Boys, and I'm focusing primarily on boys about seven or eight and up all the way through the teens. So we pretty much skip picture books entirely for this list, just because in our experience, boys don't tend to be particularly picky when they're in those younger ages when picture books make up the biggest part of their reading life. And of course, I also have to say here that picture books are not just for young kids, but this book list in particular is not going to name a lot of picture books. We're going to focus on novels and longer narrative, books that will, you know, really appeal to your boys of seven and eight, you know, all the way through 10 and then up to 12 and those teens as well. So the books on this list are focused on fast moving plots and characters who have to search inside themselves for a unique strength to face whatever obstacles they're facing. We looked for funny books, we looked for adventurous books and books full of daring do. All of those appeal to boys. If you go to readaloudrevival.com slash boys, you're going to find this list. And you want to do that because if I talked about all 50 books on today's show, we would be here all day. (laughs) This episode would last a gazillion hours. So instead, I'm just going to name a few of my very favorites. And then you're going to have to go to readaloudrevival.com slash boys to find the rest. So let's start with books that appeal, especially to boys that I would say are seven and eight. Maybe they're just starting to read longer narrative or you're just starting to read longer books to them and novels to them, or they're becoming more fluent readers and all the way up to age 10 or so. And they haven't really fallen in love with reading yet. One of the best ways to help 
a young reader who's just getting fluent and hasn't become a really comfortable fluent reader yet, one of the best ways to get them to turn into a voracious reader is to get them hooked on a series. And there are a couple series that are really good for boys in this stage. The one that worked for my son was Encyclopedia Brown because the Encyclopedia Brown books are those really fun mysteries, easier to read, shorter book length, and they're captivating. So if your kid really decides that Encyclopedia Brown is kind of a fun sidekick to hang out with, there's a lot of mysteries to read. Same with Nate the Great. And I'd say Nate the Great is actually a little bit easier to read a step down as far as the reading level than Encyclopedia Brown. So you could give it to a child who's a little less practiced in their fluency in reading. Other books that are really good for this age are the Henry Huggins books by Beverly Cleary. Those are really delightful, especially on audio. And so don't be afraid. Of course, if you have not listened to it yet, we have a whole episode on whether audiobooks count as real reading. The short answer is heck yes, they do. And the longer answer is in another episode of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. You can search for it in your podcast app, or you can just go to the show notes for today at readaloudrevival.com slash boys. And we'll have a list there of any other links I mentioned. One of those links will be that episode about audiobooks. And so don't miss that. But the Henry Huggins audiobooks are really nice to listen to. They're funny. And you can get them on Audible as a whole collection of the entire collection of Henry Huggins stories. Boys really like those. Some other really natural fits for this age are Homer Price by Robert McCloskey, which is really funny. And some books about American history that your young boys may enjoy include books like The Matchlock Gun, The Cabin-Faced West, and Sign of the Beaver. Those are three that my son read this last year. He's actually 12, so they were fairly easy reads for him. But they're kind of those boys that, you know, emphasize that American spirit and boys tend to really enjoy those particular titles. There are some other titles for this age range. You're going to have to go to Read Aloud Revival dot com slash boys to find out what they are. Let's move up the ages. So we're going into 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. (laughs) You guys know how I am about ages, right? Because if you're reading aloud a book, you can oftentimes read to a very broad age range. You can read to kids who wouldn't otherwise be able to read the books on their own yet because their reading skill is not that great. But you can also read it to kids who are old enough that they could read it in no time flat, but it's really enjoyable and a great experience to hear the book read aloud. So I'm calling this the 8 to 12-ish, let's say that, <laughs> age range. And one of the first authors who comes to mind is N.D. Wilson. He's been on the show before. He was in episode 44. We recommend that episode so often. I know that one by heart. His books are fantastically creepy. So <laughs> 100 Cupboards is what he's most well known for. That goes squarely here in 8 to 12 age recommendations there. If you have a sensitive child who, who gets scared a bit easy, you might not want to do 100 cupboards quite yet. But I have found that all of my kids have been able to hand, handle his books within 8 to 12, or at least the 100 cupboard series, not all of his books. We'll talk about more of his books in a second that are a little creepier. But the 100 cupboards series starts with a book called 100 cupboards. And that's a great one for boys. Another trilogy I love for this age is the Wilder King trilogy. I know you've heard me talk about this one before. It starts with The Bark of the Bog Owl. It's written by Jonathan Rogers. Aiden is the main character, and he has to figure out who he is and if he has what it's going to take to do what he's been tasked to do in this life. It's a fantasy, but it's not real. There's not a lot of magic. Actually, there's no magic. It's just a, a fantasy world. But yeah, it's one of my favorites. One of my very favorite books to read 
Last year, my son adored this trilogy. We'll get back to today's episode in just a moment, but I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you know about the Read Aloud family. This is a new book I wrote just for you. Here's what I know. You will never, ever regret the time you spend reading to your kids. Connecting deeply with our families can be kind of difficult, right? In our really busy and technology-driven world. But reading aloud is one of the best ways to be fully present with our kids, even after they can read to themselves. In the new book, The Read Aloud Family, you'll find the inspiration you need to start a read aloud movement in your own home. You'll discover how to prepare your kids for academic success, how to develop their empathy and compassion all through reading aloud. You're going to learn how to find time to read aloud in the midst of your really busy day, school, sports, dinner dishes, all those pressures on your time and attention. And you'll learn how to choose books across a variety of sibling interests and ages. The best part is that you'll discover how to make reading aloud the very best part of your family's day. The Read Aloud family also offers age-appropriate book lists from infancy all the way through adolescence. So from a toddler's wonder to your teenager's resistance, you're going to discover practical strategies to make reading aloud a meaningful family ritual. The book releases wherever books are sold, March 27th, 2018. But if you order the book before March 27th, you're going to get some extra gifts. And I am so excited. Zondervan let me do this because I made you a brand new video masterclass to show you how to choose books for your kids. So you know that feeling when you walk into a library or a bookstore or maybe you're cruising around online or something, and you don't know if a book is worth your time or attention or your child's time and attention? In this video masterclass, you're going to find out exactly which two characteristics make a book worth reading, and you'll find out the three-question test I use to decide if a book deserves a place on my family's reading stack. So order The Read Aloud Family before March 27th, 2018 to get a promo code to access that masterclass for free. I am thrilled Zondervan is letting me do that. Go to thereadaloudfamily.com to grab your copy. I can't wait to get it in your hands. Another great series for this age is The Mysterious Benedict Society. Now, if you have a son who's just getting comfortable reading, these could be a little intimidating because they're fat. And so these could be really good to read loud or to get on audio. But the Mysterious Benedict Society, there's a whole bunch of books in the series now. And they're really smart and lots of adventure, really enjoyable. And then another one I want to make sure I mention in another series for this age range are the Will Wilder books. And actually, I don't remember what the first one's called. So I'm going to look it up right here on air because I forgot to look it up ahead of time. <laughs> okay, you're coming with me. Here we go. Will Wilder. That's right. The Relic of Perilous Falls. And there's a few in the series now. They are fantasy adventure novels and kids get really hooked on them. So I'm going to read the description here for you since I have it up in front of me. Will Wilder didn't mean to unlock his otherworldly gift, but that is exactly what happens when Will borrows a sacred relic believed to protect the town of Perilous Falls for nearly a century. Even though his intentions are good, the impulsive 12-year-old unwittingly awakens an ancient evil endangering all of Perilous Falls. As boats sink and hideous creatures crawl from rising waters, it is up to Will to confront a nightmarish enemy and set things right before it's too late. 
along with his sweet, if lethal, great-aunt Lucille, the curator of a museum of supernatural artifacts, Will proves that the actions of one 12-year-old boy can change the world. So I don't need to describe why that appeals to boys of this age, right? (laughs) Will Wilder series is written by Raymond Arroyo. We'll have links, of course, in the show notes. Once again, that's going to be at readaloudrevival.com slash boys. And then I want to mention, oh, I'm looking at my list. I want to mention a few more, but because we're short on time for this episode, I'm just going to mention one more. (laughs) I was going to say two. One more. I'm going to mention books by Andrew Clements. You all hear me talk about Frindle quite frequently, but he has a whole bunch of others. The Map Trap, No Talking, The School Story. And they're easy. Okay, first of all, they're not intimidating because they're short. And a short, there's a lot to be said for a good short book. (laughs) They're really well written. I really love Andrew Clements. Had a great conversation for him once before at Read Aloud Revival Premium Membership. And he's very thoughtful about the kinds of books he's writing. He takes a lot of pride in making sure the books that he's writing are worth a spot in your child's childhood. That is a really special thing, I think. My son loved one of them called Lunch Money because my son loves books about kid entrepreneurs or kids who are trying to earn money. But he basically is, Greg Kenton is the main character in Lunch Money, and he he thinks he's basically a billionaire in the making. And so he's sort of obsessed with figuring out how he can make money. The book is really funny. It's lighthearted. It's fast to read. And what you'll find about Andrew Clement's books is they're all like that. They're all really easy and fun to read. They're hysterical. They've got great characters. And boys and girls both love them. Your boys will have absolutely no problem getting sucked into these. And then it's just a good idea to have a whole bunch of them on the shelf. (laughs) Go to your library. Your library will have them. It's a very good idea to have a bunch of them on the shelf because your son will probably read more than you've ever seen him read before. Let's go up to teens because this is a real pain point for a lot of our listeners, finding good books for their teen boys to read. So let's head back to N.D. Wilson because he's the one who I said wrote 100 Cupboards. He has written some other books that are more appropriate for YA or for older kids. They're scary. They're fast paced. They're adventurous. Boys of Blur is one of those books. I will confess, I started reading it. I got about two thirds of the way through. I ditched. It was a little creepy for me. I didn't want to have bad dreams, but my son loved this book. And I know a lot of teen boys or teen kids, I should just say, really enjoy that book. He's also written the Ashtown Burials series, which starts with the Dragon's Tooth, Lee Pike Ridge, the Outlaws of Time. Andy Wilson's a natural go-to when it comes to reading for your teen boys. Of course, The Lord of the Rings, which I don't even know if I really need to say because those appeal so broadly to teen boys. Also, The Hobbit, um, all by Tolkien, of course. I want to talk about a new trilogy that I just read, and I was floored by how much I loved this. And my son was reading it at the same time I was, and we would like steal it from each other. Like, okay, you can have it for half an hour, but don't lose my spot. And I'm coming back to get it. And we'd, I'd sneak into his room at night so I could grab it and read it. <laughs> okay, this is the Ascendance Trilogy written by Jennifer Nielsen. It starts with a book called The False Prince. The main character is a boy named Sage. He's a very defiant boy. And he is basically kidnapped along with some other orphans right at the very beginning of the book by a man whose motives are somewhat questionable. He is basically trying to groom one of the main characters to stand in and become the prince. 
the prince of their kingdom. So this is there's no fantasy in these books, but they're they take place in a made up kingdom. So it's basically a pseudo kingdom. It's not like a real time in history, but it's a very medieval, medieval feeling book. Lots of adventure and treachery and putting together all these clues. And I think it's published by Scholastic. And I'm pretty sure I saw online that they recommended it for kids nine and up. I would not hand these kids to a nine-year-old myself. I would hand them to a 12-year-old and up. Like my 12-year-old son's probably about as young as I would go. They're intense. There's some really intense violence. They're probably on par with the Hunger Games, I guess I'd say. As far as the violence, there's some torture. And I found myself squirming a little bit. But they're so well done. Storytelling is fantastic. I don't know if I've read books where there is better dialogue than there are. She is, Jennifer Nielsen is sort of a queen of dialogue, but that's not what's going to attract your sons, of course. I'm getting a little derailed here. Your sons are going to love the adventure and the treachery. And the main character is maybe one of the best main characters I've read in a long time as far as his own origin story, sort of like how he became the way he is. And the little the quirky things he says and what motivates him to take the actions he takes. The first one's the false prince. The second one is the runaway king. And the third one is the shadow throne. It's called the Ascendance Trilogy. I would highly recommend it for your teen boys. And I'm looking at the time here. And I think I only have time to talk about one more here on the show. So I'm going to mention Kenneth Oppel's The Boundless. The Boundless is about a the main character is a boy who wants adventure and he definitely finds it he finds it on the canadian railway when the canadian railway was just being built but this isn't just historical fiction there's some steampunk in here for sure there's some fantasy magical realism in here for sure and basically the main character will has to figure out if he can save the train <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how much i can tell you without ruining the story Save the train before it's too late. That's all I'm going to say. I think your teen boys are going to like it. And another thing is, and I should mention this, you know, sometimes when we're thinking about our teen boys, we feel like they should just be reading classics. (laughs) So that's where we go when we think about books to recommend to them. If your teen boy is not already a kid who loves reading for his spare time, I would encourage you to find something that's not a classic. And the Ascendance Trilogy that I just mentioned is a great place to start. The Boundless, the one I'm just now mentioning by Kenneth Oppel, that's a great place to go. Something like the Fable Haven series by Brandon Mole, which, yes, I know is written and marketed toward middle graders, so 8 to 12s, is still something that a lot of teen boys would have a hard time putting down. And actually, all of Brandon Mole's series are kind of like that. The Candy Shop Wars. Oh, man. The Beyonders. I'm trying to remember. I haven't read them all. My kids have. But... Think, how do I hook my kid into reading so that he realizes this is something that will delight him? And N.D. Wilson's books will do that. I would just think outside of your standard, like if he's 15, he should be able to read, blah, blah, blah. Even if he can read something that's of higher literary value, think about how you can cultivate his delight in reading life. We're going to have other recommendations. Oh, Gary Paulson. That's another person I should mention. Books by Gary Paulson are a really big hit with teen boys. Hatchet, I think is probably what he's best known for, but he has a ton of books. A lot of them are set in the natural world and like boy versus nature type or boy versus himself in nature (laughs) type themes. And so Gary Paulson can be a good place to go to. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this episode up here because I have an author I want to introduce you to today as well. But don't forget to look at readaloudrevival.com slash boys for books for your boys 
remember to focus on their delight and their enjoyment in stories and helping them find books that have a fast-moving plot. There's nothing wrong with hooking your young readers with a fast-moving plot. A lot of times, that's what's going to turn your boys into kids who read for fun. Now, before we get into Let the Kids Speak, I would love to introduce you to another author. I did this about a month ago when I invited Karina Younglazer onto the podcast. And then a couple of weeks ago on the podcast episode number 90, where we talked about Easter basket ideas for young readers, you got to meet Lindsay Davis, who's a picture book, a new picture book author and a, a news correspondent. And today I have another author I really want you to meet. So I want to spend the next five minutes introducing you to a picture book author that I think you're going to want to know about. Matthew Paul Turner is a best-selling author, a writer, storyteller, photographer, speaker, and blogger. You might recognize his work from CNN, the New York Times, maybe the Washington Post, or you might know his lovely children's books, When God Made You, and his newest one, When God Made Light. He's joining me today to talk about his books and writing for kids, or as he explains it, encouraging young readers to learn about their own special gifts and how they fit into God's divine plan as they grow, explore, and begin creating for themselves. Sounds pretty great, right? I'm really happy he's here. Matthew Paul Turner, welcome to the Read Aloud Revival. This is such a treat. I'm excited to be here. So thank you so much. Okay, well, I really want to talk about these picture books. They're so beautiful. And listeners, we'll have links to these in the show notes. And they're beautiful. You want to go see them because you want to see the covers. The first one is When God Made You. The newest one is When God Made Light. Matthew, tell me, where did they come from? When we first had kids, I would read kids' books to my kids all the time. And as a person of faith, I would always become not frustrated, but sort of just not really engaged in the books that were available about God, where I saw this void in, you know, Christian publishing, Mm -hmm. and just wanted something that would inspire my kids the same way other books inspired my kids. I wanted to write something that was just fun to read, exciting, and really presented God's love and affection for, for kids, and give something that would eventually over time be something that was easy for parents to read when they are, you know, you're trying to read that eighth book, you know, right before bed and you're tired and, <laughs> and you, yeah. and you kind of want it to read yourself, read it itself. And so, uh, <laughs> I love that because I actually think the real danger with children's Christian picture books is that the, the books can be a bit preachy and a child can sniff that a, <laughs> a mile away. Totally. I mean, like, or they would, they dive into something so serious so soon. And I'm like, my kid is four. And I, I just, I want to lavish my kid with good words. And I actually wrote When God Made Light before I wrote When God Made You. Oh, interesting. And, okay. Yeah. And I, I got 11 no's from publishers. And so we ended up self-publishing that title. And then it and ended up getting picked up along with When God Made You by, by Waterbrook. Okay. So how did you and David Cattrall get connected? Was that something that Waterbrook did? Yeah. My, my publisher, uh, you know, hooked that up. And I was very familiar with his work. And when they told me that they were going to approach him, I, I was like, it would be a dream come true. And I, he brought such a different perspective from an artist standpoint. And he, I just, he brought my words to life in a way that I never thought 
was possible. It just looks different. It doesn't look like your book that you would get in a Christian bookstore kind of thing. No, not at all. Which is they do, they capture your imagination in a unique way and they're not at all what you're expecting, which is part of their delight. I just want to read this one little part toward the end that says, Mm -hmm. if you ever feel scared in the darkness of night, remember the shadows are no match for God's light. Climb into bed, sleep soundly and dream and know that inside you, God's glow is a gleam because you're just like the sun and the moon and the sky. As lustrous as twinkles that dazzle the eye, you're as splendid as lightning when it flashes so bright. Because on the day you were born, God said, let there be light. I love how your books help a child. You cannot read this to your children and not remember that these children are amazing gifts from God. Like I think as an adult reading them, I feel like it reminds me how amazing and generous God is and how amazing and miraculous each of my kids are. It's kind of nice to end the day on, an, on, a, on a, a positive note that just reminds you that, wow, these kids are really, truly amazing. And also, I think that adults need to be reminded that they are awesome too, <laughs> you know, and that they're, God, that they're God's gift too. Well, especially because in when God made you, I, I can see that how as adults mm-hmm. who sometimes feel like we're just slogging through our responsibilities and forget that we've been made for some, that God, when God made us, he had a particular brilliant vision and, and we kind of forget the glory of that and the miracle of that. That's what I mean by your books, capturing the imagination of the readers. That's exactly, it's so beautiful. So where can our listeners connect with you if they want to find out more about your work? On Facebook, I am Matthew Paul Turner. My website is MatthewPaulTurner.com and on Instagram, it's Matthew Paul Turner as well. So I, you know, if you read the book, tag me, I would love to hear from you. And I'm just so grateful to be on your show. So it's, it's just a real honor. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. Hi, my name's Manny, and I'm four, and and I'm in Oklahoma, and my book is about Sleeping Beauty, and they have so much fun, and they wake each other so they marry each other, and oh, they have pillow fights, then you see why the horses, and then he gets the color. Bye. Hi, my name is Charlie, and I am six. I live in Moore, Oklahoma. My favorite book is Rapti the Raptor. My favorite part is when one of the dinosaurs says, There's no need to be formal. Rapti's perfectly normal. He's okay. That's what we want to say. Don't play it on the ball. He was born this way. Bye. Hi, my name is Kindley. I'm eight years old. I live in Mo, Oklahoma. My favorite book is My Pet Human and Wednesday World of Sequoia. And I like it because it's about this cat who is trying to find a good human to take care of him. And I like this book because it has adventure. It has, it just talks about the characters, what they're going through, their lives. And it also kind of talks about what they're doing, what they're planning, and what, how they feel. Bye. Hi, buddy. What's your name? Yeah. 
Yeah. Merit. How old are you? Two. You're three? Yeah. What book do you like? Dinosaur. The book about the dinosaurs came back? Yeah. Why do you like that book? Because why? Yeah. Can you tell me the colors of the dinosaurs? Yeah, red. Red? Red. Red. Purple. Purple. And? Red. Yellow. My name is Serenity and I am six years old. And I live in Sacramento, California. And my favorite book is Princess Pink. What do you like about it? It has a wacky land. Hi, my name is Israel and I'm nine years old. And my favorite book is Dr. Seuss's Sleep Book because it almost makes you fall asleep and I am from Sacramento, California. Hi, my name is Drew and I'm 13 years old and I'm from Sacramento, California. One of my favorite books is Much Ado About Nothing. One of my favorite quotes from it is when the two main characters are fighting and the first one says, what, my dear lady disdain? Are you that leaving? And the second one says, Is it possible disdain should die when she has such meat food to feed it as Senior Benedict? And then at the end, when they have inevitably fallen in love in- with each other, they say, A miracle! Here's our own hands against our hearts. Come, I will have thee, but by this light I take thee for pity. And then the other one says, I would not deny you, but by this good day, I yield upon great persuasion and partly to save your life, for I was told you were in a great consumption. And then the other one says, Peace, I will stop your mouth. And then they get married. Hi, my name is Dylan. I am eight years old. I live in Ohio. My favorite book is Peter Nimble and his Fantastic Eyes. I like it because it is a story about a blind thief who goes on an adventure and becomes an unlikely hero. My name is Madeline, and I live in Irving, Texas. My favorite book is Running the Robber Starter. And why I like Running the Robber Starter is because it's they go on a adventure and they have a, lots of fun. My name is Joseph. Joseph, how old are you? I'm five and a half. Okay, and where do you live? I live in Texas, Irving. And what's your favorite book? My favorite book is Curious George. And why is it your favorite? It's my favorite because it's all really funny. I'm 16, and some of my favorite books are the Thilesia Trilogy by S.K. Valenzuela. Awesome. Thanks so much, kids. I love hearing your book recommendations. Whew, we fit a lot in this short episode. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Um, head to readaloudrevival.com slash boys to see the book list, to check out the show notes. You'll get everything you need there. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Read Aloud Revival. In the meantime, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Mm-hmm.